Welcome back to Unarmored Talk Podcast. Thank you for supporting and listening to this amazing podcast. And don't forget, you can also watch this episode or previous episodes on my YouTube channel at Sergeant Major Mario P. Fields dash YouTube. Let's get ready to meet and listen to another guest who is willing to have discussions and remove their armor to help other people develop a accurate way of thinking. Welcome back to Unarmored Talk Podcast. I am your host, Mario P. Fields, and today's guest, special guest on our second year anniversary episode is Kevin Major Howard. A lot of you guys may know him from Full Metal Jacket. It was debuted in 1987. He was Rafter Man. I still use him. I still, I still remember Full Metal Jacket. Kevin, welcome to Unarmored Talk Podcast. Sergeant Major, thank you so much. And right out of the gate, I just want to say to you, uh, for my freedoms, my family's freedoms, we cannot thank you enough. Um, so um, welcome home and uh, continue the great work you do, sir. Thank you, sir. Thank you so much. And Kevin, again, thank you. I'm reciprocated with thank you for the positive difference you're making worldwide. We're going to talk about that in this episode, ladies and gentlemen. But before we get there again, before and his lovely bride, Tiffany, she's she's a commanding general. Are you yeah, service she's my members? gunny. She's my gunny. Why don't you peek in a little bit, honey? <laughs> yeah, let's That's get my gunny. Yeah. <laughs> we call her Gunny T. That's a company gunny. <laughs> right? That is awesome. Wonderful team. Wonderful team. But ladies and gentlemen, again, before we get into it, two years in running, over 32 countries and territories, almost 700 cities that have been downloaded. Unarmored Talk has been downloaded and, and approaching 70,000 views on a YouTube channel. You guys are amazing. Looking for another blessed and wonderful year. And last, Robert and Miriam Norris, our wonderful sponsor. And again, you guys know they're, they're more like friends to me, but they've helped me with my health, the pain, and everything that's going on in this five foot two and a half sergeant major body. <laughs> but you guys want to learn more, look at the show notes and go to takechargeyourhealth.usana.com and check out Robert and Miriam Norris. All right, we're done with all of that stuff. Here we go. Kevin, my friend. Kevin, ladies and gentlemen, has done a lot for veterans, first responders. But Kevin, it wasn't always the case, was it? The well, you know, yeah. I, first off, I want to just say I was blessed to have worked with some of the icons I have worked with, Stanley Kubrick, Full Metal Jacket, Frank Sinatra, Clint Eastwood, wow. Charles Bronson, and I could go on. Um, but that limelight has offered me the ability to give back. Um, I'm Canadian born, but became a dual citizen through my father um, and landed on the shores of California to be that actor <laughs> back that many years ago, Sergeant Major. Yeah. <laughs> um, that all being said, because of Full Metal Jacket, I was introduced to the DNA quota of our Marine Corps themselves. In doing my research, uh, I became um, quite enamored with what it is you all do in uniform and I was lucky enough uh, to portray one as Rafter Man in Full Metal Jacket. Um, I was then invited. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm, I'm leaving forward. No worries. I I was invited to 29 Palms because of the fame of Full Metal Jacket, and uh, a silent drill was performed for me to gander upon. 
And after the silent drill, which was magnificent, I was given a personal tour uh, through the base. Mm. Um, we came upon a marble stone um, and I began to read it. And it was a storyline to thank Tori L. Gray, a 19-year-old Marine who served and jumped on a grenade to save his platoon. Right. In reading that and standing there with some of the hierarchy of the 29 Palms Marine Base, I walked away and thought, how can I help reciprocate what this incredible 19-year-old has done for me, my family, my country? How can I recognize what he sacrificed? And so I lived in a Disney cottage built by Walt Disney back in 1938. Marilyn Monroe and Joe DiMaggio had it before I got it. Wow. It was known as Snow White and the Seven Dwarves Cottage. And in viewing out my window one afternoon, shortly after my visit to 29 Palms, I owned a 1963 race car, Chevy Nova. And I thought, why don't I use this canvas to tell that boy's story? And so it began, I built my first tribute race car that carried 864 of our Marines names, sadly, but it was my way to invest into the future of our babies. They can't know their future if they don't know their history. Right. And so I thought the automobile, a great canvas, you will get the attention of a two-year-old to look upon it, a 92-year-old, and it was born. I brought it back down to 29 Palms, hoping I had done maybe the right thing, but concerned because you don't know. Right. I'm, I'm not of their uh, everyday routines. And as they heard the car rumbling down the street to make that right hand turn into the base, and there must have been a thousand Marines out there waiting for a big and rich concert, <laughs> if not more. And in the sunlight comes this beautiful Marines 1963 Nova. Um, and everybody stood to salute. Wow. And I realized at that moment I had done very much the right thing, the good thing. Right. The proper thing. And so on that day on that stage with Big and Rich, I stood there before all our Marines and I said, I am not going to quit here I will build the Army, the Navy, all branches of service. Then it became our police cruisers to, uh, to, to, to again, uh, pay homage to those who paid the ultimate sacrifice that defend our homeland, our city streets. And then it became, ultimately, the five 9-11 Angel Camaros right. that uh, describe each and every person that died on that tragic day. Um, so I, I'm, I'm very touched that I've touched your life a little bit. And I thank you very much for the privilege of playing one of you uh, in Full Metal Jacket. Again, I've been blessed. I had an incredible dad who spoke to me of do something to change the world. Do something. Figure it out. Um, and if you can change the world a little bit, maybe you've done a little good, Kevin. So that's where we are caught up at this moment, Sergeant Major. I'll let you have it back. No, no, Kevin, and just to, to to dedicate, you know, your life, and that was a choice. You know, unarmored talk it, it helps people understand that uh, emotions are natural to humans, right? But yes. but to think is a choice, 
And, and, and you didn't have to do that. I mean, you could have went to 20 on Palms and, you know, got a tour of the base. And, all right, you know, Super 5, right? And, right. And left and went back up to bed, you know, whatever, and got back into your, you, you know, your day-to-day uh, business. You know, but it's impressive that you chose to go, no, I'm, I'm going to make a positive impact um, on people. And the, and the critical thing is I'm going to do something that continues to keep the memories, the experience, the why alive and 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 so i want to talk about the um real quick if you don't mind how was it um you know training and preparing to play this this role in combat as a marine you know what did you gain a better appreciation for marines during that journey you know um first off working with Stanley kubrick is is one of the great blessings of life for any actor and I was a chosen one by Stanley who had witnessed some of my earlier films, one with Clint Eastwood. He was a big Clint Eastwood fan. I did Sudden Impact with Mr. Eastwood. Go ahead, make my day. He was a huge Charles Bronson fan. And there was one film that I think absolutely sold him was a film I did called Scared Straight, Another Story. Um, he had written a letter to me saying, Kevin, we would love to have you in this film. If you'd like to do it, just write me back and say yes. I did that. A year and a half went by. I never heard from him again. I was stuck in Greece just tra- uh, rehabilitating my own life by just going out and seeking other adventures. Uh, in Rome, as I stopped through Rome, uh, Clint Eastwood's agent walked up to me. She said, you're Kevin Major Howard. And I said, yes. How did you find me? amongst the tens of thousands of hundreds of thousands of people walking through Rome. And then she explained that Stanley Kubrick had put the word out knowing I was in Europe traveling uh, to be on the lookout for me when you find me, put him on the phone with me. And so Stanley and I had a quick conversation. He said, are you interested or not? And I said, absolutely. He said, go about your travels. I will reach out to you when I'm ready for you. And he found me in Greece uh, four months later. Um, Stanley put an APP out. Yeah, right? Um, Again, I keep saying I'm going to keep using the word I'm blessed. Um, That being said, uh, in meeting some of the Marines, we did have Arlie Ermey. Arlie Ermey is the Marine of Marines. (laughs) Yeah, he is. He changed. He he turned the world upside down for the Marine Corps, I think, beautifully. Um, But um, in, in my research, I began to look at some of the past wars where our Marines had traveled and fought uh, for our freedoms. And in that research, I began to realize what kind of men and women you were all about. Um, I don't know that I performed as well as a trained Marine. I just know that I had a script and I wore the uniform and nobody was really shooting back at me. Um, (laughs) And you guys, and and Stanley made us look like we were real deal. I appreciate that Stanley is the filmmaker he is simply because any Marine I've ever come across who said hello to me as I've said hello to them, uh, absolutely embrace me, put their arms around me and, and go Semper Fi, brother. Um, so again, um, yeah, it was quite an eye opener in my lifetime to see that side of life. And I've carried it on my shoulders ever since with a 21 car salute back at America and sometimes it takes a Canadian to say to the American people, you have got it so good. Right. Don't take it for granted. These are yeah. special times. Your family, your children, uh, we're all part of the same symbiotic 
energy and onward we go as time travels through us. We travel with time into our future. Yeah, um, no, I, Kevin, I totally agree. And I will tell you when I when I see you, because hopefully Nicole and I uh, will be able to join you guys next year. Um, you, you, when I put my arms around you at five foot two and a half, my lovely bride at four ten, it won't feel like Richard Caruso. <laughs> Just so you guys know, Tiffany, you guys have a, an amazing experience with the fields. Yeah, uh, we look forward. To, we look forward to this. Um, and by the way, you brought up Richard Caruso. What an extremely gracious human being that man really is. Yes. He graced our lives a couple of years ago, reaching out for the good work that Tiffany and I were doing. And uh, he traveled with us for a few weeks uh, towards 9-11 for the 20th, uh, 20th um, anniversary and uh, introduced us to great people like yourself, sir. So to Richard Crusoe, thank you, brother, for being a part of our lives. Yes, I, I, to I, I totally agree. And, and, you know, the thing, the beauty about, Kevin, what you, you did is you started off 29 Palms, which is a wonderful base, by the way. It, you know, it's beautiful. Nah, it's, it, <laughs> <laughs> I, spent a lot, I spent a lot of time out in 29 right, Stones. Right? But, but the, the, the beauty of what you've done is you start off with this small component, you're right, Marine Corps, smallest element in the Department of Defense, you know, but if you're the proud. But then you expand it to, like you mentioned now, where it's, it's not just Marines, it's the armed forces of the United States of America and its first responders, which I to totally agree. And that is beautiful. But the one thing I love what you mentioned, and I, I've said this many times in my communications with people, is we as service members get an opportunity to see America from the bleachers. Yeah. And it gives you a different perspective when you're in the bleachers looking into the country. Yeah. And so I thank you um for saying that to say hey look you know i i you know i'm an outsider if you will dual citizenship you guys got it made but it's not free it comes no, at a not. cost and, uh, we are learning more and more each and every day um how free is not um you know if i if, if there was any era of time that we need you the the most I would honestly say that we are now going into that future of needing you the most. Yeah. Uh, our country, our world is seems to be coming a part of the seams. I don't know where we're going to land, but I sure am glad I've got you uh, having my six. Um, so to all Marines, to all of our armed forces, um, thank you very much. Please pay attention when you're on those battlefields. I want you coming home each and every day. And to all the moms, especially the moms, you have a job that's 24-7. Your boys and girls are out there doing their job for the time they're doing it. But 24-7 is what the moms live through each and every day. They have probably very little sleep that they get yeah. uh, worrying about their babes. And uh, so to those moms, an extra big hug from my family to yours. Uh, we get what it is you go through. Uh, we have not experienced it per se, but we certainly look on it and investigate it with our imagination. And uh, to those moms and to those dads, uh, give those babies the biggest hug when they come home. Kevin, yeah. thank you so much. You guys are amazing. Kevin, how can I'll put this uh, your links in the show notes, uh, but how can people find your nonprofit, find you, support it, donate, share? How can they find you, Kevin? You know, 
We are known as Fueled by the Fallen. Fueled is F-U-E-L-E-D, by the Fallen, F-A-L-L-E-N. Uh, we are on Facebook. It's probably the best way to, to find us, to participate with us. Uh, we answer every call that comes through that Facebook. Uh, we answer every question. Um, and just our, what we need from you is to help us achieve the next level. We now have cars that need to be sitting in museums. The five nine eleven Angel Camaros need to be in a museum now. They have done their roadworthy work. Yeah, they are a hundred thousand miles into it. We need to build a new fleet and a new fleet of our armed forces. I, I will say this: at the when I first built my first Marines car, it was on a race car, thinking that NHRA would really embrace it, and they did. Um, it became the Marines the Navy, the Air Force, like I said, and they embrace all those beautiful race cars. The problem with race cars is this. It's a wonderful spectacle to look at, a lot of applause, but you can only reach maybe 50,000 people on a, any given day, and those cars need to be transported from location to location. Yeah. When I built the police cruisers and the 911 Angel Camaros, I got a little smarter because I built them on pedestrian cars, cars that travel our city routes, our highway. Right. Instead of being trailered, they're visible. And I'll tell you this, Sergeant Major, when we are traveling from location to location with the five Camaros, we have light bars. You may see us in performance. And as we travel down the highways, all of a sudden we garner an awful lot of attention where people are following us into the next refuel station, the gas station. Wow. When we arrive, there's a plethora of cars and people are jumping out with their children. And what should take six minutes to fill up a car now becomes 46 minutes later because pictures are being exchanged. Wow. The children want to stand by the cars. The family's pushing the children by the cars. And we're all grinning from ear to ear, experiencing the loss of our country in a wonderful celebration for those children and parents to initiate that conversation because these vehicles initiate that conversation. Right. All of a sudden, the, pa the, the parents are teaching their children as the children ask that one natural curious question. Why are all these names on these cars, mom and dad? And then the family unit has that conversation about flag, country, the sacrifice our men and women have paid in uniform, bravery, courage, and honor. And I often leave every family with this seven-word motto, it's called, teach your children seven words. Yes, sir. No, sir. Please and thank you. I love it. Those are wonderful words that my father gave to me that showed me the course of respect as I traveled along my own journey. And I do that. I still open doors for people, not just women, right. but for people. Right. And I say, thank you when somebody offers me something. I say, good day, sir. It's nice to meet you and your family. Right. And I'll say this too. My father was a big proponent. He was a vocalist pianist, very well known throughout uh, whatever cities he was walking through. Um, he had a gift. Um, but my father was a big, very big proponent of this. Know who lives on your left, across the street, and to your right. Walk over to their house, knock on their door friendly, offer them a apple pie if you have one. But at least introduce yourselves. Right. Say hi. Sergeant Major, my name's Kevin. This is my wife, Tiffany. What's your name? What's your... And the minute we learn each other's names, 
we give each other that respect. We won't be fighting over a parking spot in front of our home. Right. We won't be fighting over some child that walks across our lawn. We actually begin to recognize that we are all in this together and it does matter. And as we see in our future, we are up against the fence on this one. Uh, my wife's trying to show me a note over here. I'm going to read it. Well, I was, hey, Kevin, I was going to say you should. I, th I think you want to you want to get some liberty. <laughs> right. So my gunny just said I need to reach out and thank all the volunteers that have participated with us over all the years that we've been doing this good work. Absolutely. So all my volunteers to Fueled by the Fallen's volunteers to our country's volunteers. Thank you for supporting me. Thank you for supporting my wife, Gunny T. Thank you for supporting our heroes in uniform, those past, present, and future. And uh, I'm so lucky to be um, in the limelight I've, 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 I've been blessed with because I get to have some of this voice. And hopefully what I have to say some days makes a difference in somebody else's life. You know, I'm watching television the other night with my wife, and you never know who you 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 touch in the world. You never know. Um, and that's why I always continue to tell people respect, be friendly, be be cordial and and travel with. But I'm watching TV the other day. We're watching a football game and a commercial comes on and there's a wonderful friend of mine named Ahmad uh, who was a next door neighbor of mine when he was a child. When he was uh, nine years old, he had a little sister, eight years old. And I was doing a guest star on A-Team uh, with Mr. T and George Papard. And I said to my neighbors, because Mr. T was their world, I said, <laughs> why don't you come to the set with me, spend some time with me, and uh, meet Mr. T. And so those children came with me. Recently, a couple of days ago, he's about 27 years old now. There he is in the limelight of television himself doing wow. a national football commercial, looking great as an oh actor. Oh, my goodness. And I said to Tiffany, I said, you never know who you touch. It was because of that moment influence of the day I brought him to the set that he was introduced and exposed to television itself. And now it's his journey. Um, what is this wow. about headshots? What do you want me to talk about? <laughs> Oh, she wants me to jump in and tell you about my headshot career. I am known as the king of the Hollywood headshots. Uh, that was deemed on me by John Cleese, Elizabeth Hurley, and Mally Finn, the casting director from Titanic and The Matrix. Um, I reinvented the headshot industry when I came from Canada to be that actor. And I have been, uh, I, I've got a gift for it, I guess. Um, and is there anything else you want me to say about that, <laughs> honey? That's how I got my career started. Um, I believe headshots are really the ability to show Steven Spielberg or any director of such merit uh, one frame of the movie he's about to shoot. So I say to any actor out there, if you want to be chosen, the chosen one, you've got to understand that Steven Spielberg and Stanley Kubrick and all of them have shot millions and millions of frames of photography. You are not going to fool them with a frame of photography. So you <laughs> might want to show up to the dance and be as good as they dance to dance with them. <laughs> and I think that's the way I went about my work. I shot my headshot. My agent looked at me and she said, I've never seen anything like this in this town ever. You're a small boy from Canada, small town boy from Canada. We are the film capital of the world. 
I don't think this will work, Kevin. And I said, try it. I am my ship's captain. I will fail as if I do, but I don't want to blame it on anybody else. She sent that very first headshot of mine out to Paramount Studios. Within a half an hour of it arriving, she got a phone call from a director who said, who shot Kevin? I've never seen anything like this wow. ever in this town. You tell Kevin he's got his first motion picture. And so the story is told. Wow. I've been blessed ever since. So is... my wife, Gunny T, wanted me to share that with you. Um, it's shared. Anything yeah. else, baby girl? <laughs> all right. <laughs> that is, you, you know, and, and of course, we all develop our own beliefs about, you know, how, how did Kevin become, you know, this, this, you know, uh, popular actor and so on and so forth. I would have never thought headshots. I would have, yeah. I would have never um, thought, well, Mario, it, it all started from right? a headshot. <laughs> you know, again, I go back to my father. My father at the age of four years old had snuck into a church in Selma, Alabama, where he was from. And he had copied out the keyboard of a piano onto a piece of paper. God had given him the gift of a voice, beautiful vocals. Beautiful enough that Harry Belafonte saw my father singing in a speakeasy in New York and said, Mel, you got to teach me how to sing. So that was the caliber my father was uh, in that he always said, Kevin, change the world somehow. If you touch something, know that you can change it, but you have to explore it, take the journey with it. Don't be frightened just because six million people say it's so doesn't mean it's so. Find out for yourself. And so he gave me that ability to challenge, which is probably why a lot of my, my, my gifts, my limelights uh, were chosen for me, by me, and why, they, why I probably excelled at them, simply because my father was this breathtaking human being who always instilled positive energy, who always instilled the good word, uh, who had an awful lot of plight himself in life that he had to face off with, and he... he he was able to, what's the word, when you overcome it. And so he no. gave that to me. He always believed in these things. Kevin, don't ever use the word I can't. And there's no such thing as I'll try. Do it, son. Just do it. Yeah, that, so, that, that is, you know, Kevin, that is, that is amazing. And, and thank you. Um, you know, I know you guys are busy because I can talk to you all night. <laughs> but, 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 um, but thank you for you know essentially what i got listening to you. you you you've 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 inspired me even more by the way well and and thank and, you. and and to really really take the the path of not what can i do to make a positive impact on the world but what can what can be done together yes. um and and so thank you from the bottom of my heart the fields family salutes you guys and, and and like i said little hugs virtually from from us and I just thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule uh, to come on our podcast and share this second year um, anniversary with us. And of course, again, Tiffany, who who we know is the gunny. Thank you, yeah. Tiffany, again so much. And we appreciate you guys. Um, I'm going to bring Tiffany in here to sign off. Come sit with me. Thank you all so right. much. Um, here we are from the Howard family to all of you. Thank you so, so much for the gift you have given to us personally, our family and our country. Semper Fi, my friends. Thank you. Thank you guys so much. Well, ladies and gentlemen, Kevin and Tiffany, this is the first episode of starting year two. Hopefully you guys be safe. I'll see you guys in a couple of weeks. And God bless you and your families. Thank you, sir. We look forward to seeing you.
ladies and gentlemen another episode that uh was amazing don't forget if you want to learn more about what i'm doing when it comes to minerals and vitamins and the holistic approach to good health email me at host at unarmoredtalk.com to learn more or you can visit the sponsor's website at takechargeyourhealth.usana.com again robert and miriam norris wonderful people and they are doing great things to help us feel healthier we'll see you guys in a couple of weeks be safe <laughs>